Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right, bang, bang, everyone. Welcome back to another week on the Goalie Hacks podcast. Mike Santaguida here again to join you guys for another week on the show. And today on the show, I have the pleasure of being joined by one of the leading uh, vision training specialist coaches in the U.S., and that's Josh Tucker with True Focus Vision. And in this conversation, we dive into the progressive philosophy he has on vision training, some of the work he, uh, he does with his athletes and students, and how exactly you goalies can start implementing the uh, his new and progressive vision therapy and training system today to get an edge over the competition. And uh, Josh is a super passionate guy who, who really cares about his athletes and students. Uh, it was great to connect with him, and I know you guys are just going to love uh, hearing from him and his progressive approach today. And I know everyone loves getting into the vision training stuff, and it's been quite some time since we've had some someone qualified enough to come on the show. So we're not going to waste any time getting into this one. So without further ado... Let's jump right into this week's conversation. I know you're going to love the chat Josh and I had today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Goalie Hacks podcast. And today on the show, I have uh, another stellar guest lined up today, uh, something we haven't touched on in a while, but I know everyone will be excited to uh, you know, dive into with an industry-leading expert on vision training, uh, having worked with dozens of athletes and major league teams from the NHL, the NFL, MLB and the Olympics, uh, and the list goes on. And that gentleman is Josh Tucker. And after growing up and playing hockey as a goaltender, Josh then went on to become a coach, coaching over 20 years through private lessons with seven years coaching at the Minnesota high school hockey level as well, uh, which drove him to start his work in the vision therapy and vision training field that he's well known for today. And Josh is the owner of True Focus Vision, which is the leading and innovative vision training company uh, focused on providing vision therapy for improvement in reading and, and sports vision training for athletes. And his company also focuses on and provides benefit and recovery from concussions and uh, for wellness in the workplace or at home for eye strain or headaches that arise from uh, long days on a computer at work, which we're all familiar with now or, or in the classroom for younger kids as well. Uh, but we've got a lot to go over today, and I know everyone's going to enjoy this episode. I'm very excited to welcome Josh today to chat some goaltending vision development Josh, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Doing fantastic. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, yeah, our our, our pleasure and, and great to get going on a call here in our audience. Uh, very much loves when we get into the vision training side of goaltending. And for everyone listening, Josh and I, uh, you know, connected a few times for our call to have him show me some of the evaluation and work he does with his athletes. And uh, based on our conversations, I can just tell it Josh is you know, one, one of the leading contributors in the field of athletic vision uh, training and therapy. Uh, a big point Josh made was that they don't necessarily like to use just one tool. Uh, they use several, and, and a lot of people are familiar with many. Uh, but everything they do with their programs is very detailed and specific to each athlete. Uh, so I'm excited to jump in today to, to break down, discuss his entire vision training philosophy. But uh, maybe you can just dive into briefly, you know, some of the challenges a lot of goalies are, are are facing or have had to face due to COVID. And as of recently, you mentioned you're actually able to take the whole vision training experience remote. And maybe you can just detail uh, how everything has, has gone during COVID up to this point so far in your new remote training you're offering. Yeah. So, I mean, COVID, and if we look at goalies, I think uh, deep down, a lot, everyone is going through 
similar feelings, just it affected them in different ways and areas yeah. of their life. And I know for goalies, um, it's, it's really hard when you, you feel like you're not able to work on your craft and improve. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my personal level, I, it sounds great to be home all the time, but that novelty wears off quickly. And I, I really found myself kind of getting down in the dumps too. And, and yeah. I, I, I said to myself, you know, self, you're either going to come out of this experience better or worse. And I, you know, quickly said, well, let's find a way to come out better. And one of the big roadblocks that I faced earlier in my career is, uh, you know, I'd be around the world meeting these top goalies and having this excitement about what we do and being, you know, making these connections. But then it was like, well, it's not, it's not that easy to work, work with you. And so mm-hmm. to, up to, up to the quarantine, we, we had worked remotely with uh, when we have contracts with pro teams, but um, you know, I'd be shipping like a full Pelican case of gear to each player. And um, it was just, it wasn't that it wasn't travel friendly. uh, And it was just, you know, there's some things that could be smoothed out and streamlined, but um, that kind of prompted me like, okay, that's, that's my mission during this time period. And, so I uh, went down to the, the lab and uh, rethought some of the gear we use and made some of our own. And um, now, you know, we came out with uh, everything you need that fits in a laptop case. Mm. Um, and then the rest of it for like I hand stuff would fit in a little cinch bag in your, in your goalie bag. So um, we did kind of a test run with a small number of goalies that first year and it went great. Yeah. And like you said, you know, we're all more privy and experienced with, uh, you know, technology that allows us to connect anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And so we really, this is mostly aimed at um, not necessarily current pro goalies, but those with a pro mindset where yeah, it's, you know, it's sure. a very thorough program where um, it, it's really everything you need to, to improve with that. So we just kind of did a carbon copy of what we do with our pros and, uh, we ship a set of gear and then it's zoom calls and, uh, using an app and, uh, off to the races. And it's, it's great. It's a season long commitment and, uh, the response was great. The results were great. And so, uh, we're just, you know, growing and that's now part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll dive in, dive into sort of the specifics of, uh, some of that program later in the conversation, but, uh, obviously wish you and your guys the best of luck as we roll into to the beginning of the season here, but, uh, maybe you can just start off by briefly sharing a bit of uh, your background, your story, and how we got to where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was a goalie growing up, uh, played locally here in Minnesota uh, at Wyzetta, and um, a little bit in, in college. And then uh, you know, coaching is something that I've done in some capacity since I was 15, whether it was off the ice, you know, uh, tutoring or on the ice, working with goalies and so there's just that theme of, I just liked working directly with people. Yeah. And um, so goaltending stayed a part of my life after college uh, in the coaching, like you referred to. And then um, I went through our program uh, with its original creator and owner uh, when I was 18. And wow. I just loved what it did for me. And um, you mentioned those reading benefits. You know, I always, I did well in school, but it really helped my efficiency in reading. Mm-hmm. But then when I went, went to work for the gentleman um, who created this, you know, he was a reading specialist and a teacher. I got to see, um, you know, really why he 
made that his life's work and work with like the true uh, high need reading kids. Mm -hmm. And um, it was the same hook for me as, as coaching in terms of just seeing people improve at what they want to be better at. And so I studied under him. I was very fortunate to do so for uh, a total of nine years. And um, then uh, he retired and I, uh, you know, bought the business from him and took the reins. And um, yeah, it's just been an ongoing process. And we're, uh, fortunately, we've got two optometrists who round out our team uh, as the highest experts. And uh, it's, it's just, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. Um, yeah. And it's, 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 I was never necessarily drawn to the visual system per se. Right. Um, but I saw the need and I saw how Jim is the gentleman's name, how he works with kids. And um, just like having a, a coach on the ice, the delivery is as important as the process and the tools mm -hmm. and um, the way, the manner in which he worked with those kids uh, was in line with my, you know, how I like to coach. And it was just a great experience. And so um, mm -hmm. I, you know, to this day, I have clients at the age of six all the way up to, you know, guys that are going to be on TV tonight right. playing hockey and then, you know, the adults. And I, I like that. I like the variety. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the goaltending aspect is always a very special place in my heart where, um, obviously it's something that I love. It was a big part of mm -hmm. my life as for as sure. a coach, but also it's, um, I see, uh, it's just this really cool kind of rare combination where, you know, I might not be the vision guy for someone with, these certain other goals or with mm -hmm. certain other things. But when it comes to goaltending, it's just this wonderful connection where, uh, you know, we speak the same language and the degree to which we can go in terms of um, providing challenges uh, appropriate to any age, uh, even up to the NHL level and still challenging guys um, is this, it's just a natural fit with um, my background on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, first things first and, and kind of going, uh, we're going to kind of start at the surface level and work our way deeper as the sort of the conversation goes on, as we discussed, uh, you know, you have a specific framework or a pyramid as you referred to it as prior to, to us recording today, where you, where you're trying to build a, a proper foundation, you know, from the ground up and, and efficiency, uh, from the top down as well. So if you can, you know, maybe just take some time explaining everyone your specific uh, vision training philosophy and sort of describe this pyramid you surround your philosophy around and why, why you think they're so important. Yeah. So I, I use the pyramid because it's, it's one that athletes are, are familiar with, right? So for, for, uh, for goaltending, we all want to make that big flashy save. Right. Um, but to be able to, you know, uh, get to that point, we're, you know, we got way down the pyramid, right? Like you have to have incredible footwork, athleticism, skating ability, right. uh, those types of things. And so that's where I like to use that analogy because it resonates with athletes. And uh, when it comes to vision, I think, uh, you know, it's common that people will come into my office and they'll say, oh, I have great vision. I'm 2020 or I have, <laughs> I have terrible vision. I, I, I need glasses. And, right. um you know, I just, I, you know, I kind of chuckle and, and then we have the same conversation is that, you know, that's one metric by which they're measuring their overall vision, right? And right. I mean, some of these guys are already pros. I'm like, you seriously think you have bad vision and you're getting paid right. to play this game? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the analogy I like to use is, um, you know, if we judge athleticism just by strength, you know, if you go into a, a big gym, you know, you're likely to see a guy who can bench press a house, but then 
you know, if you take the guy's wallet, he's never going to catch it. He's going to need help getting off the bench because he's, you know, overweight, right? Mm -hmm. So strength does not guarantee athleticism just as a 2020 score does not guarantee good vision. And so, um, you know, at the very base of the pyramid is um, just the simplest thing is just going and getting an eye exam from an optometrist. And I say this anytime I speak or present is if you take one thing away from this, uh, if you haven't done that, go do it. Um, I've had yeah. clients who are, you know, they're, you know, I had a guy most recently finished a college career, was going into his first year pro and everyone that goes through our training has to see one of our optometrists mm-hmm. uh, prior. And, and this guy had never had an eye exam and he went in and he needed contacts. And wow. I was, I was there when he, when he put his you know glasses on for the first time and he's just like, Whoa. you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I didn't know it could look like this. You know, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, if you grew up with an old tube TV, yeah. and then the you blind man can now see, right? TV, it's like, oh, I didn't know it could be like this. But it's, so, uh, and that's, you know, I mean, that's just the, you know, it really is, even if you're not an athlete, it's just something you should do, right? Like, yeah, you know, you sure. eyes checked. And so, um, cause right, right from there, I mean, we're, these, these, these players are devoting years and hundreds and thousands of hours to their craft. Yeah. And it's like finding out, you know, finding out later in your career that you could have just put on contacts and seen better. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's a no brainer. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's the very base. And then that next rung up is, is, uh, where I spend most of my time with our clients. And I think, uh, typically what people think of when they hear vision training or what they see and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a guilty party because typically what we post on our Instagram is right. uh, just tennis ball drills. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like those, uh, those memes you see, like what I actually do, what people think I do. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's like probably, uh, I did the math one time. It's under 5% of my annual hours are doing those tennis ball drills. Wow. And the rest of it is actual training that directly intervenes with and trains, uh, the brain and the eyes, mm-hmm. uh, for that foundation of, of the pyramid where, um, you know, I'm a big analogy guy. One more, one more analogy is, you know, what we're doing is we're training the tools you do, use to do a job, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say a goalie's working on uh, reverse VH, right? Post play, you can be the hardest worker, you can have the best coach, and you can work your tail off at this. But if your hips are tight, you're going to be very, you're going to be limited in your ability to perform mm-hmm. tasks. And so now the hips are the tools we use for that. And so you go to someone to work on your mobility and by improving those tools, that's going to unlock your ability to perform and achieve that goal of that job you're doing and to do so more efficiently and effectively. And so that where we spend the most of our time in that visual pyramid is on directly training the brain and the extraocular muscles that control eye movements and coordination. And, you know, so it's, it's that order of operations where, uh, if you're going to do this fully and do it the right way, uh, when you mention my philosophy, it's, it's, we do this, this is our top priority and we're going to work on those hand eye things and everything mm-hmm. else. But if your if your eyes aren't working together, we're just going to further reinforce, um, any compensation, compensation patterns that you have to, to deal with that issue. Uh, if we skip that part and then, you know, from there, um, I guess the, the other pillar, uh, that, you know, we have the pillar of training visual system and the pillar of the eye hand work. Um, the other pillar is the eye hand work and you know, the philosophy there is, um, really, uh, not being stagnant, 
and not doing the same thing over and over. Mm. And, um, you know, in looking at work with, especially our, 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 you know, elite kind of pro clientele, super common to see, uh, well, I, you know, I juggle in the air, I juggle off the wall and I throw a ball off the wall. Mm. And I'm like, how, how, how many years have you done that routine? Out of 10. And it's like, you know, are we truly preparing? Cause I, there's, there's, I'm, I understand that there's a comfort in the flow routine. of your routine. Yeah. Right. And I don't mess with that. I'm like, you know, I don't tell guys to remove that, but what we do is we really kind of get them out of their comfort zone and add things that are more challenging where, right. you know, the brain's actually making changes when you're just the act of learning to juggle. There's a, an Oxford study that showed it created new brain matter, which is mm-hmm. awesome, you know, and, and it's yeah. just, you know, the brain is changing, but it was, it was not the mastery of it. It was actually the process of learning where Mm -hmm. that change happened. And so uh, really for us, you know, anyone that we're working with, um, we give them something, they struggle at it, but once they get it, we add to it or we move on to something different. And so um, our philosophy in that realm is really just, uh, you know, what you do on the ice, it's really hard. And so if, if the stuff you're doing off the ice is not challenging, then, you know, we have to step back and say, what is it doing for us? And, and how do we, put ourselves in a position to continue to grow right. and improve. Right. Right. So is, is that sort of the three layers of like your pyramid? Uh, yeah, it would go uh, just that check out your 2020, make sure right. your eyes are healthy. I mean, that's something most people don't know is, I mean, in all likelihood, most kids are going to be fine, but I've had kids go in for a screening with our optometrist and they find something that needs addressing from a health yeah. standpoint. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's the very base. And then, that second one to which I referred, I'd say is more akin to the term vision therapy than it is vision training mm. uh, would be the more applicable term if you are really going to be technical about yeah. it. And then um, after that is uh, the eye hand work and the general coordination drills, yeah. uh, some of the neuro drills like you referred to. And then the top one would be actual on ice application, mm. right? Which um, is at the end of the day the the most important metric and and measure um but it's also where kids really there's no shortage of that top of the pyramid for kids Mm -hmm. there really isn't right now covid exception but um it's everything below that i you know analogies again that iceberg it's like this is what you see but this is what's and that's where we live we live here uh which is which is good you know yeah yeah so uh, a, a key, a key kind of focus point that I, I, I realized there was this idea of uh, adding in variability essentially to a lot of the work you do once you kind of build that foundation to really advance those skills and have them um, be a lot more ice ready or be able to apply that on the ice. Is is that sort of like the sort of the silver bur- bullet in the work that you kind of do here is a lot of variability is is added into even if you're doing neural stuff, even if you're doing eye hand work, even if you're training the visual system, a lot of that surrounds around the fact that there needs to be variability there. Ah, uh, you know, I, I guess I tread lightly with the word silver bullet, uh, yeah. <laughs> mainly, mainly because I just, you know, whether it's vision training or strength training or anything there, there yeah. I know there's, there's no one silver bullet. And so, sure. you know, uh, terminology aside, I think, and I would, I would actually say no uh, to, to your yeah. question. And okay. the reason is, I mean, that, that work that we do uh, with, say, convergence, divergence, accommodation, yeah. truly train the visual system, um, variability uh, is not uh, – sometimes, 
it, it's not the key there. Yeah, that, it's not that, the one, that, one is, that one is more just put in the work. It's very heavy on repetition. Mm. Put in the work, be patient, and you will get there. Now, everyone's path will look different as yeah. far as where their needs are, but the end goal is the same. Um, but then, you know, it, I'd say uh, so long as there's mastery, that is the precursor to uh, variability, mm. right? Right, right, right. Because you can't throw in variability without having sort of built up some type of foundation toward that level yet, no? Right, right. If you talk to people in the strength training field, um, you know, they're they're now battling uh, this desire for uh, variability out for the sake of novelty, right? Right, right. Or right. It looks good, again, on an Instagram post, that type of thing. Uh, so <laughs> It's a good way to put it. Uh, variability without purpose, I'd say no. Yeah. Uh, variability with pri- with mastery of the prior uh, kind of uh, you know level uh, goal. Yeah, level. Yeah. Um, with with purpose, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. A fair answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's excellent. So I want to kind of dive into in, in a deeper level uh, into sort of the visual system as well as sort of the neural side of everything. I know you you focus on both. I'm familiar with both. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to go a little bit deeper in sort of, uh, you know, you mentioned you think most people think of a, a vision therapy or training, you think of tennis balls and hand eye drills, but it goes so much deeper than that. And, and you know, for everyone listening, most people are familiar with with my story surrounding, you know, neural tracker, got laser eye surgery. I mentioned that to you, Josh, uh, back in 2014. And, uh, you know, I really, there was this gap uh, after I got it where I had, I had 15, 20 vision. I still have... 1520 vision to this day um which for people wondering it means uh what you can see at 15 feet i can see at 20 feet clearly which is a bit of a brain twister for people when they're looking at the 15 20 20 20 thing uh but um you know it wasn't until i i started doing some vision training stuff because i was just like man like something's wrong uh, I have 1520, but all of these other things were kind of, they just evaporated like overnight. Uh, but so can you just kind of dive into each major part of the visual system and how the neural system uh, kind of connects and coincides with that and how you guys develop those things? Absolutely. Uh, so I uh, I like to uh, look back at um, uh, the Herb Brooks quote, the legs feed the wolves, which is mm. an awesome awesome quote right? <laughs> and then uh you know the the nerd in me has to be that guy that says well technically <laughs> you know the yeah. uh, the brain tells the legs what to do to catch the food and the eyes give the brain information on what to tell the legs right, right. so um you know if we look at uh, every every decision <laughs> every decision we make on the ice um you know it's it's the the brain is really running the show and, yeah. um, you know, and then the, the brain is making decisions on the information it gets from the eyes. Right. right. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll make myself sound smarter than I am here. I, I talk about the, you know, the theory of relativity where, um, you know, our, our, our decision-making speed is, uh, reliant on the speed at which we get information. Right. Mm-hmm. And so let's say I'm playing, uh, uh, you know, a shooter game against my buddies online and, they've got, you know, gig speed internet and I've got, you know, dial up. You're lagging. Yeah. They, they shot me and I don't even know yet, you know? And, uh, so, um, 
you know, so really, uh, you know, the brain is really the, the, the biggest, uh, you know, uh, contributor here, but, um, you know, there's a set of muscles that control eye movement and coordination. And mm-hmm. so, uh, if we think about like posture and alignment of, uh, you know, chest and back and where my shoulders are, uh, you know, to the, to the first words that'll pop up, if you look into this discipline or convergence and divergence. Right. And so, uh, when my eyes turn in toward my nose, um, that's one set of muscles, and then they have to relax apart for things further away, and also for peripheral awareness. And so, um, you know, for convergence, if you hold your your finger out and then you move it in towards your nose, your eyes will continue to turn in, and if you go in far enough, you're going to feel like you're cross-eyed, which you essentially are. Yeah. And so, if if there's difficulty with that, typically in talking to goalies, um, it makes things harder to see the puck all the way in, right? And so, um, you know, if what can happen is if my eyes really prefer to be in this relaxed state, or if there's just a, an overall inability or difficulty to converge, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be consequences. Again, we go back to the tools I'm using to watch the puck in are struggling. So my ability to watch the puck in all the way or, you know, is going to be harder. And so I've talked to goalies who had an unidentified issue or I've even had kids sit down in my chair and they're like, I'm going to struggle with this. I can't watch the puck in to save my life. Right. And, you know, they can make the head movement to appease the coach and they're trying, they're trying, they're trying, but they're (laughs) like, I just, I see the puck to a certain point gone. Right. And so, uh, interesting talks. Like I had a young man who, uh, he's just like, I know this is how I see it. I've just gotten really good at just kind of being in space and that's what I have to do. Mm. Um, I, my personal visual profile upon getting assessed was the opposite where my eyes had no issues converging mm-hmm. or, um, they had uh, trouble doing the opposite, which is divergence. So, yeah. um, what I experienced in going through this is kind of like, if you think of someone who just bench presses all the time, you know, and they're kind of forward like this, or they just you know, it's just posture from sitting this way, yeah. they would have to develop these muscles and teach these to relax. Right. And so for me, it was mostly working on that posture, relaxation uh, yeah. with the eyes. And so what I experienced was more just opening up of my peripheral awareness, which was, you know, is huge, you know, it's not just seeing, seeing the shot and making the save. It's, you know, especially at the higher levels, you have to have a good idea what's going to happen before it happens. Mm. This idea and, of sort of uh, like soft focus, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, like from a, putting my coaching hat on, I remember seeing, you know, if there's a an east-west pass and the goalie's already sliding across and it's like, well, you know, can't you see? It's like, all right, this guy was a lefty. He's passing to a righty. Right, right. In front of him. He's not even in shooting position. The likelihood of a one-timer is very low. Mm-hmm. And his skating angle is like this. He's cutting back or yeah. he's at least going to catch the pass before he shoots. And so we have to be able to see those things. And some of that's just opening your awareness to that. But some people have, you know, visual limitations that don't allow them to see this guy without completely doing one of these and turning over, you know, looking over there and looking back. Um, And then there's a set of ciliary muscles that act on the lens of the eye. So I use like uh, the cell phone camera analogy, right? If we take, you know, a, a cell phone from, 12 years ago and put it next to the newest, uh, newest, greatest and latest. And if you tap on the screen to make it clear, the new one's going to be clear instantly. The old one might do that kind of fade in and out. If you remember older phones doing that, you know, yeah. it's trying to find its focus. So there's little, Is that, are you referring to like depth perception? Uh, 
or is this different? Uh, yeah, depth comes into play. So the, the term would be accommodation, which is uh, the ability to change focus, right? Okay. So a uh, shot from the point, rebound right in front of me. So first, my eyes have to converge to turn inward. So we talked about you know, our, our ability or inability to do that. But once my eyes are aligned on that target, now my eyes have to focus to make it clear. So I'm more talking about uh, achieving clarity uh, as the puck moves around and I'm looking at different things. Mm. And uh, so now those little tiny muscles have to act on the lens of the eye to make it clear, right? So stepping back to uh, when I referred to, you know, really at the end of the day, our overall goal is to get visual information to your brain more accurately, but more importantly, more quickly. Right. I guess both both are equally important, but mm-hmm. um so our ability to converge or diverge to see the object, you know, our eyes intersect at the object. Next step is making it clear, right? And so each of these have, have to happen in succession for our brain to get the information. And this is already happening very quickly for most goalies. And, so but, is, this, but- is this similar to like the example, like before the call, you ran me through uh, and then I had to kind of switch, you know, when we switch to neutral and then we switch back to like, is that sort of that transition that you're kind of referring to? Yeah. 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 So when you would go from like target 10 and then go back to neutral, you could feel your eyes have to shift and, and right, right. transition from, you know, that converging to neutral, then back to converging again. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. and then once, once they've aligned, then it's, you know, sometimes it, it takes a second to bring it clear. Right. 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 And so, um, yeah, so that's a different exercise that. Um, mm, you know, so that's we, different than depth, right? That's the transition between sort of the different uh, systems, essentially the speed at which that transition yeah, happens. Yeah, to a degree, they're all they're all going to have interplay. You know, they all work. Yeah. You know, uh, cohesively, but um, there's kind of that rapid succession where step one, step two, step three, and so mm. when you talk about depth, um, that's uh, that requires both eyes to be working together. Mm. And so uh, some clients I have, I mean, this is further into different realms where, um, you know, some people have, uh, they're, they're using primarily one eye mm. or they might be alternating just using their right and their left and their right and their left. Right. And um, I have uh, an adult and an 11 year old client who just in the last month are seeing depth, like true depth for the first time. And it's just the coolest thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you close one eye, uh, you know, you lose, you lose a lot of that. And so, um, you know, this brings me back to, you know, the importance of going and getting checked out for whether it's just the 2020 or ideally getting looked at for, you know, are you, are you able to converge, diverge? Are you seeing depth, right? Mm-hmm. Where, uh, I've had, I've had kids come in here. I had a 10 year old come in and within 30 seconds, I knew we had double vision and, his dad's over on the, on the chair with his jaw on the floor. He's like, I had no idea. Wow. And so that extreme, and I mean, it's to the word, Mike, where, where I ask parents, you know, you know, they, they just say when they have, you know, these situations, they say, I had no idea there's anything wrong. Right. My kid never complained about anything. And well, the kid doesn't know either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever we experience is normal to us. Yeah. Right. And so if you've never experienced anything else, you don't know like that, that guy who didn't know he needed glasses, you know, it's just, this is what I have. And I assume everyone sees the same way. Mm. And so, um, you know, in my, in my, you know, when I go out and present, uh, you know, you know, I know we're going to get to this. I always say like, you know, statistically speaking, there's probably at least one of you that has a reading issue. That's at least in part, you know, right. contributed to by this type of stuff. 
And sure enough, I mean, you know, I wait around and that kid finds me. And right. so, um, yeah, yeah. It's so kind of in summary, there's, um, there's the brain, there's the neural pathways that, you know, need to be in place to make our eyes do these things. And then there's the work of the, uh, the muscles to coordinate eye movements and to bring things into clarity. And so, yeah, it's, it's the, the footwork of vision training, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not glamorous. It's yeah. not, it doesn't make the best, uh, social media, but that <laughs> to me is, is really, you know, for kids that are in a position to, to do this type of training, um, or for pros in a position to do this type of training, mm-hmm. To me, that's that's where I spend most of my time, and that's the most impactful way to uh, improve visual performance right. on the ice. So, in, in terms of the neural kind of uh, systems that coincide with with the visual systems, is there is there anything specifically that you've seen come up in terms of uh, you know that sort of gets in the way from the neural side that you have to mitigate or, or you know retrain in order for those things to fire properly on the visual side? Yeah. So by doing, by doing the type of training we do, I mean, it's inherently going to be working with the brain. Uh, I mean, we, so the application is going to vary by person. Um, You know, when people hear neural training, they kind of picture uh, doc from back to the future where there's electrodes on your head and, you know, those types of things. I mean, that's not what we're doing. Um, And so uh, the type of training we just discussed is going to inherently be addressing those things. I mean, Mm -hmm. cases where people are only working one eye or the other, uh, we utilize a virtual or yeah, virtual reality program Mm. that, um, I love this story. It's a a 19 year old young man, uh, basically like cured his own because he was so smart on the computer. He Mm. saw that there's two lenses in the VR headset and by manipulating, um, one eye, making it worse where the, you know, in the earlier days of vision therapy, they used to patch kids and it still goes on, but Mm. there's kind of a a roadblock there where you're going to have quote unquote, the weaker eye is going to get better. But then when you stop patching, it's quite likely to drop because those neural pathways, the path of least resistance is still with, you know, to say the strong eye, right? This program puts you in a position where the the weaker of the two eyes has to work harder and will can improve on its own. But Mm. the most important factor is that you're in a position where you're still having to teach the eyes to work together. And yeah. so uh, like you might have, you play ping pong in this game, right? So you only see the paddles through your right eye and you only see the ball through your left eye. So for you to play the game, both eyes have to be turned on, but then mm-hmm. we can find that middle ground where weak eyes having to work harder, but you're still having to work both eyes together. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's a good idea of, you know, where, what, what something like that might look like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, so now we sort of have this understanding of uh, your philosophy in the entire visual system, all different parts. Uh, so let's sort of dive into the assessment and, and evaluation side. So prior prior to our call, you know, you ran me through a demo of how you evaluate goaltenders and, and sort of some of the different systems of, uh, you know, their vision individually and, and remotely really challenged me, uh, which was great to see just a, a very clearly sort of uh, communicate where my you know, strengths and weaknesses lie in my personal visual systems. But for everyone listening today, uh, maybe you can just break down how exactly you evaluate the, the different systems using your base testing and your evaluation methods. Absolutely. So uh, we're very big on quantifying everything, right? So with the exception of uh, looking at someone's eye movements, uh, where it's harder to 
give you a number on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. That's more, you know, we're going to video it and we're going to watch it together and see if your eyes are smooth and fluid or if they jump around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we look at convergence, divergence, uh, change of focus and accommodation and, um, you know, reaction time, uh, we want to have numbers to them, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have these, these number of skills where your score is going to be somewhere from zero to whatever our eventual goal is. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just be very specific on, uh, we like to break it down to two quantifiable numerical scores. One of those is going to be your max score. The other one's going to be your automatic score. So the max is what you can do with no restriction on time, effort, uh, or even really how, how clearly you can get the target mm-hmm. to look. It's just, you've got it together, right? Yeah. So that's important for us to know. But what's more important is really the automatic score where like if we're, when we were doing convergence, um, you know, or divergence testing with you, um, you know, there's a point where it's just, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Right. But then there's a point where it's like, I, I don't got it. Right. So essentially Mike was, Mike had, uh, targets where, you know, one set of targets he saw through his right eye and one through his left eye. And the goal is to merge the targets. And we achieve this by either increasing focus or, or relaxing the eyes and, and diverging. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, you know, you get to a point and this is normal for people that come in, there's a point where you just can't do it. But then, you know, we do things where, you know, with my help and coaching or by using easier targets and rather than going from neutral to target 15, uh, we go, okay, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, Mm. and you could get further. Right. And so, uh, most people are going to have that, dis- you know, that gap between automatic and, and max. I mean, it's just normal for anything we do, right? Uh, if I slow down, I can I can write more neatly than if I write fast, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's a speed at which my handwriting is going to start to look like, uh, you know, gibberish. And so um, we're going to identify those two scores for convergence, divergence. Uh, and then within that, uh, we want to get detailed information on how the right and left eye are working if they're working equally as a team. Because uh, it's not just like if I'm lifting a weight, it's not just, okay, you lifted it, great. It's like, you know, if I'm a strength coach and I see that every time my athlete squats, the right side of the bar comes up first, then the left. We know that, okay, you know, we got we to gotta balance some things out here. And so, um, you know, for you, it was seeing, okay, one target's clear, but the other one's not as clear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we're going to see, okay, but if you cover the, the one eye, okay, now the one that was blurry is clear. It's like, okay, your, your eye's capable of seeing that clearly. Right. It's just, pardon me, when you're doing this particular skill, let's say convergence, you can get the target together, but the left eye is, or the right eye is falling behind. And so we're going to just gather all that quantifiable data on those and then show you on paper, okay, here's what your visual system looks like, right? So you know, if I take myself, I look down and I see that my score on convergence is really strong, but my score on divergence is low. And then we factor in accommodation, right? So, uh, can you change focus quickly, um, you know, with both eyes, but also with left eye and right eye. And is mm-hmm. there a difference there? So, uh, we couple that with, um, observing eye movements, videotaping it. It's something that's on a motor. So it's consistent. Uh, you're not following me with a pen after I've had three cups of coffee because then <laughs> your eyes are going to look terrible, right? Um, it's just, uh, and then we watch it together and, and you know, uh, it's worth noting of everything we test, 
um, the biggest commonality I see is in the, in the tracking and the eye movement, right? Mm. Where uh, I've got pro clients who might have less than desirable scores in convergence or divergence. Um, but once we hit division one college or higher, um, the tracking and eye movements, almost without exception for me, looks near flawless. We might have a couple little hitches, but you know, some of the kids, and we have videos of this up on our, our website of uh, what it looks like when kids have eye movement issues. And it's, it's hard to watch, to be honest, because you know, it's like, man, you know, life is going to be really hard for this kid, mm-hmm. right? But it's of everything I've done. So I'm in my 16th year of, of doing um, the vision work. Um, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me is yeah. um, at that level and higher, the eyes, they have control of their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And so we step back to the, the theory of relativity, right? If, if your eyes you know, on an east-west play, if they go northeast and then southeast on, to get there, you know, it's going to take longer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, that could be enough to weed you out because as you go higher and higher, it's just if you can't keep up with yeah, that split seconds, in right? game, and it may not be your body, it may not be your effort level. It's just, again, the, if the tools you're using are flawed, you know, it, it's going to be slower. So, um, you know, circling back, that's what the assessment looks like. We, yeah. we you know, we're going to look at all those different things and then pair that with um, uh, a visit to our optometrist uh, and and they're going to look at everything globally, like all, mm-hmm. you know, all together. And then it's, 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 you know, it's like, going to the gym, right? You go in, we test. It's like, all right, your bench is great. You can't do a single pull-up. Uh, we got to focus on the back for a while, right? And so our end goals are just these elite, well-balanced abilities. And so, like I said, people's path to get there, you know, some start with a left turn, some start with a right turn, uh, but they're all going to meet at the end there um, with the goal of having those elite skills. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's kind of interesting. I, um, and, and I, I didn't really, I guess, bring this up to you, but something that I stumbled upon just, just so happened to, um, was it, I, I saw videos of, uh, like people with concussion, um, you know, and this, this sort of tracking that they get, you see their eyes like jumping around when they're trying to do eye circles and stuff like that. So, you know, I basically is sort of what you're referring to is that, uh, you know, I, I was like, well, let's see if these work for me without concussion. You know what I mean? And and to my surprise, they increased the efficiency in my tracking ability pretty um, for something you could just do at home, which is I shared on my YouTube channel. I've shared with a lot of my kids. It's become sort of a, a part of my pregame warmups is uh, not just throwing balls. It's sort of the eye movements, doing eye circles, uh, doing uh, types of, of what I call uh, tracking smoothing. So you know, this idea of, okay, we're looking at a puck at the hash marks and we're following it all the way in on a straight line to our glove. And you'll notice that as you're tracking that puck in, that imaginary puck into your glove, your eyes jump along the way inward just as they would when you're trying to do circles around your eye. Um, and I'm not sure what, what you think about that or what the science is surrounding about that, but it was just very crazy to me to to see that, you know what, it's not just people who suffer from concussion who have these sort of uh, ailments in the eye with the eyes jumping and it's not smooth in terms of the tracking. And it's clearly what you're seeing as well, uh, with your guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that would be Mike, that would be the exception to my comment on what we see with high-end athletes is yeah. if I get a high-end guy or girl with, um, 
with jumpy eye movements. Mm. Uh, most of the time, uh, those people have had a, a concussion. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, not necessarily just very recently, I yeah. mean, but somewhere in the, you know, uh, the past year or two. And I mean, yeah. some of them it's further where they just never did anything, but it's, right. You right. Know, it, if you look into concussions, um, depending on the metric they use to define, uh, a visual difficulty, uh, I've seen, you know, a number as high as 85% of concussions mm. yielding some visual difficulty. Wow. Um, the most common ones that pop up are going to be the focusing convergence and the eye movements. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was, I was, uh, hit by a driver who fell asleep. Uh, I never got a concussion playing, but I, I, this happened six, seven years ago wow. and just smoked my head on, uh, you know, um, my headrest and, um, then a bit on the, the, the steering wheel. And I, I, I mean, I just, when I look to the left, I'd see double and mm. I, when I, my eyes would jump and I couldn't do convergence. And it was just, I was wow. in a lot of denial, like I'm fine, I'm fine. And it was fun. It's actually two, I had two NHL guys training for concussion recovery and they made me go home because they were, one of them was an expert. He had like five of them. <laughs> they said, Josh, you're concussed. And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. That's how it always <laughs> is when you get one. Eh? You're just, you know, you're in denial, the denial phase. I know, I know. And I laugh now, but it's, it's, it's also, I mean, it's having coach. I mean, I saw, I saw young men uh, where their careers ended from concussions. And yeah, so it, for sure. it's a serious thing, but it's, it, you know, I remember I was very fortunate to, to know what I know and have, an office at my disposal, mm -hmm. but you know, a lot of people it's like, man, you know, I'm not getting better. And I, I had to retrain myself. I yeah, really, yeah. You know, my scores have been the same for 12 years mm. and I had to retrain myself. Right. And, uh, so it's, um, yeah, I mean, we, that's something that, uh, I appreciate you bringing that up is, is just, you know, for people to be aware where if they've had a concussion, um, you know, uh, get looked at, you know, see if yeah. there's a place that does vision therapy in your area, um, and, and see, you know, have them take a look at you. Cause, it, and unless you've been tested before, you won't, yeah. you can't tell if it's coincidence, correlation or causation, mm -hmm. uh, they, or did the concussion test this, but mm -hmm. regardless, you know, uh, if they find issues, you know, with, with those skills, they're, they're worth addressing. Yeah. So, um, it's one more way that, you know, recovering from those is they can be, you know, uh, it's physically, awful and it's mentally yeah, awful. I really, you know, it's, we talked about like COVID, like I can't play, I can't do this. I yeah, can't work same. out. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's not everything in concussion recovery, but it's a big part and they're finding out more and more. That yeah. That's the yeah. Yeah. And I know another big area, uh, you know, uh, aside from the, the vision training is, is the vision therapy. And uh, we just discussed a bit about the concussion side and, and the recovery from that. Uh, but I know you focus on issues with reading as well, you know, for, for young kids in the classroom. Um, you know, it, it might even be older adults who have to work all day, et cetera, stuff like that. It's been sort of not identified. Um, but obviously there's a big proponent of life outside of hockey. And if your eyes aren't really clicking, it can be, um, you know, it can, it can be kind of demoralizing and, and ultimately, uh, you know, make you pretty depressed. So maybe you can discuss with, with everyone, you know, what, what that looks like and, and who typically it affects and how people can, can figure out if they're a victim to it. Yeah. Thank you. I, uh, so my my brain is 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 shifting here as I as you talk and and the word that you said 
demoralizing and really resonated yeah. with me where when I, when I started working for Jim, um, I, I was aware that the primary goal of his reason for developing this was reading. And I understood that it helped me. But uh, the first time I ever sat in on an assessment that he was running, it was for a kid with reading issues. And I'm not, <laughs> he, he said to the mom, he said, tell me about your daughter and, and reading. And she just started crying. And I was just, I was like, what is happening? Right. And, wow. and I just, then I sat in and watched and, and um, you know, for me, you know, everyone has different levels of room for improvement, but this girl, you know, this little girl, I watched her eyes jump around, like, you know, a lottery ball while wow. she was watching this thing go in a circle. And I watched her, you know, couldn't converge the simplest thing, got a headache. That's and, crazy. and then, you know, I was just, it, it was heavy, you know, and, and uh, then I was able to, you know, be in the room and watch as Jim helped her and she turned into a different kid. No she just kidding. absolutely, I mean, opened up, was more confident and it's, the end of the day, I know, you know, you've, you've been part of this with, with kids is when you see them get more confident, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the things that jump out most to me in my coaching career are, it's not, you know, these pro guys, it's, it's, uh, the kid who finally made a B team, right. Yeah, like, right. Or the kid who, you know, in these reading cases, like yeah. they, they, you know, at the end of the day, kids at least want to be able to do what everyone else can do. Right. Like at least yeah. help me get to the middle. Right. Sure. And so, uh, and you know, I, I've sat in on so many talks with these families about, you know, I know my kid's intelligent, you know, he can do math, he can do all this, but just reading. And then to go to your word, the, the demoralizing is, is, um, you know, from a sociological standpoint by age 11 is where kids typically start to compare themselves to one another. Mm -hmm. And they start realizing that the red group and blue group are not just group names. Mm -hmm. um, and then they make a decision, whether it's conscious or not, there's, you know, some sort of uh, reaction that happens in a path that they choose, right? Yeah. Uh, some say, well, whatever it takes, I'm going to gut it out. If it takes me twice as long to do my homework, that's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. uh, some just choose to kind of try to blend in, try to not get called on. Right. Uh, and some turn to, uh, you know, deflecting it or like a lot of class clowns, if you will. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it'll, underneath it all, it's really, I would rather get kicked out of class than be exposed to my peers and be humiliated. Right. Because, you know, I'd rather have them laugh at what I'm doing than to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, especially, you know, I, I have a, a young daughter now and, you know, we we're, we're learning the alphabet and then it'll become, you know, learning to read, but just between her and little kids on my street is, at age, you know, when kids enter preschool, kindergarten, if you talk to the teachers, the kids, they're all pretty excited. They want to be able to read. Yeah. They want to please their parents. They want to please the teacher. Right. So it's, you know, not liking reading is not an innate thing, but it just, you know, uh, if some kids just don't like sitting still, but a lot, you know, it plays a part where if I know I'm going to struggle at it, I've done my best for this. And it leads to arguments with my parents or, you know, uh, being sent to this other group, it's like, I'm going to avoid it. Yeah. And so, you know, from, from the reading end, really, um, you know, it's tougher to get through the training with young kids just because, you know, they're kids. Yeah. But if, if they have that type of need and it's causing a reading issue, 
you know, the earlier you get it, really it is the better because, you know, you can kind of, you know, steer the ship and their yeah. perception on, on reading. And, um, but it, it's really something special when you see someone who's really kind of closed off. I mean, uh, I have kids in my chair, uh, you know, say, tell me about yourself. Oh, they're all pumped. They're all excited and this and this. And then <laughs> I ask them, you know, tell me how's reading go for you. And they just deflate. Yeah. Right. And, and for the next, you know, half hour, they're a different kid and it's, it's, it's heavy. And, uh, so for me, you know, in my, in my doing this for my life's work, it's, uh, uh, I kind of look at it like, um, sports can be a vehicle to get an education, right. Yeah. If you're good enough for me, I view you know, sports are a vehicle for me to, uh, you know, help find these kids and help them with reading. And, uh, I, you know, I love the variety of my job. I love getting to work with athletes and, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, even my top guys, it's, I enjoy working with them because you know, they're good, they're good dudes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're, I, I get to help them do what they love. And so the reading piece is it's huge. And, um, so again, when you talk about getting that, um, you know, getting looked at, uh, you know, definitely get the eye exam, but if you're in a position to get, um, an assessment, especially if there's reading stuff on the table, it may be the answer. It may not be, but if it is, uh, I've seen lives change. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you kind of transitioning a bit. What are what are sort of your two um, best hacks that you teach or use or implement with your goaltenders that typically help them find success much quicker on the ice when they get there? Um, so uh, first thing would be akin to what you said: warm up your eyes. Mm. Um, so we've got uh, we've got a video of like what we recommend of things you can do. It's on YouTube, free, and. Um, it's you would never show up to the rink and just put your gear on and go and expect your body to be ready. And yeah. so the same is true of your eyes. Um, so uh, warm up your eyes. And then, uh, you know, the next simple, I like to have just some free things you can do. Find something at home, like a sheet of plywood or a picnic table and just lean it on the board or on the wall. You might have to put something heavy in front of it, but if you're going to practice throwing a ball and catching it, uh, don't throw it off the wall because then the ball's eight feet up and then it's falling to you. Throw it off an angle so it's coming from the ground up towards you. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do those types of things, um, do that. And, uh, you know, I do encourage people to learn to juggle. I've. Do you need to know how to juggle to be a great goalie? Nope. But does it help? Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I met, I mentioned earlier in the conversation, you, you know, you, you kind of went into it briefly. Your, your new remote program. Uh, you refer to as the, the kitchen sink of vision and eye training for athletes, uh, obviously due to COVID, but ultimately due to the ever-increasing just connectivity of, of the, the software and tools that are allowing all of us to take advantage of just great coaches everywhere, right? So um, we can ultimately train with some of the best coaches all over the world now. It's not just sort of in your individual market, really breaking down some barriers. So for everyone listening, why don't you break down your, your new remote program, what it looks like. Uh, what value it offers and how it can improve everyone's uh, performance on the ice today. Yeah. Um, so it, in designing this, like I said, it's um, it, would you, the term, the kitchen sink. I mean, it really is. I stepped back and looked at, you know, we have these different things as options or we would, you know, uh, encourage guys like, all right, well, yeah, you should get some strobe glasses or you should get this. But mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, uh, in looking at trying to improve, why not just have, 
everything. So yeah. um, there's just no searching around. So we combine our, our full uh, vision training program, which is about 40 sessions on average, four mm-hmm. zero. And uh, that's going to be, you, you get the gear, you get to keep it. So the coolest thing with this type of training is um, a lot of it is more akin to muscle memory than muscle growth. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've got clients that trained, you know, 10 years ago and now they're still playing and they come in once a year for a checkup right. and have these materials and they use them even don't, you don't even have to think of it as maintenance. They use it to warm up their eyes right. and, and they're still right where we left them. Right. And so, yeah. uh, so for that, we would, you know, we use Zoom sessions to get you going. There's a bit of a learning curve, but once you're into it, it's, it's very just, it's like I said, it's repetition. You do these things you need to do, and then you make improvements and then we adjust, you make improvements, we adjust. Yeah. And then, so, you know, it, it takes a little time to get there, but then the last part is just reinforcement to make it automatic. Right. And that's coupled with uh, personalized season long um, eye hand coaching. And mm-hmm. so with that, uh, we help you, we give you the plans on how to build the angled boards that we use. Um, and you get a pair of strobe glasses, uh, and some other hand eye off ice tools. Um, and we, we start wherever you are, right? If you can't throw a ball up in the air and catch it, we start there. Mm. If you can, you know, stand on an exercise ball and juggle off the wall, we start there. And I guarantee you will still be able to challenge yeah. you even though that's impressive. Um, and, uh, yeah. So again, the the main goal of that, you know, the first part of it is, uh, just kind of acquainting you, pushing you past what you've been able to do. And then depending on the start time, that type of thing, like right now with my pro guys, we've kind of reeled back from doing a lot of that stuff to, okay, you know, what, what worked for you from this off season? Uh, let's, let's keep your routine, keep your flow, keep juggling off a wall and let's just insert these two things um, that are more reactive or even competitive, right? We have stuff you can do with other people and uh, yeah, we just kind of cater to your ability level as well as um, you know, what your pregame approach is. And so we are your, your vision coach in all regards uh, for a full off season and season. So it's, it's a full commitment and uh, you're going to come out of it a lot better than uh, when you went in. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone looking for more details on that, how can they get started today with uh, your new program? Sure. Uh, so uh, you can reach us through our website. There'll be some information on there about the program if you want to just learn more. Uh, and then if you have questions or if you want to dive in, uh, you would just contact me directly. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll have my contact information on here, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, email sure. as well. Uh, uh, it all works. Yeah. So, uh, well, Josh, you have any last words of advice for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? Uh, you know, on the line of, you know, what can you do at home? Like how to improve right away. Yeah. Uh, I kind of gave the free stuff. Um, there's the, a really, especially in the world of goaltending, you can spend less than 50 bucks. Uh, we, we use a lot of something called a cue ball. Uh, and so it's something that has numbers on it. Mm. And it has variation where uh, it's, it bounces as fast as a racquetball, and, but you're going to get less predictability. Mm. And then if you couple that, most goalies know about like, the swivel goggles, those you can find online. It just yeah. uh, as, as, a, as a low investment uh, you know, into this, it's going to give you a lot more than uh, just throwing a tennis ball. It's going to bounce faster 
it's going to force you to track the ball all the way in. So you wear your glove. I suppose that would be the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, wear your wear your glove when you do hand uh, eye hand drills. Um, so you're getting reinforcement on catching in the pocket, not in the palm. Uh, so there's you know there's drills we do where you're just using bare hands, but if you're getting real goalie specific, wear your glove. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. And like I said, a lot of our audience like to geek out on the vision stuff. Uh, as historically speaking, you know, this this side of the, the goaltending training in recent memory has provided just a huge edge, really, for people willing, willing to dive into it and, and try it out and learn. And I know everyone today is just going to love your, obviously, progressive approach to, to vision training that they have not necessarily heard before. So uh, can you just let everyone know they can get touched online? Just mention all those links where people can connect with you. Yeah, so just true focus vision is is uh, gonna get you to the website truefocusvision.com and then uh, Instagram, social media, it's all just at true focus vision. And uh, my email is josh at truefocusvision.com. And I never get tired of talking about this. If you just have questions, uh, don't hesitate. Uh, you know, let's talk goaltending, let's talk reading, let's talk vision uh, I'm here. I, uh, this, this went fast. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I, I want to be a resource in any way I can and, uh, would love to hear from right on. So go check out Josh Tucker and all the mentioned links will be available in the show notes. If anyone wants, wants to uh, connect with him and the work he does, but him and his goaltenders have experienced tons of success at the next level for over 20 years now. And I know they'll all have a, a bright future ahead of them. So, uh, maybe somewhere down the road though, I know you'll be continuing uh, continue with your work, but maybe we'll have you back on the show if that's something that interests you, man. Anytime. Well, I'm grateful for you coming on, buddy. Good luck as we roll into the season. Take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, goalies. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come on to the show in the next few months. And make sure to tune back into the show in two weeks and every other Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. As next episode, I have one of Slovakia's best and most decorated goaltenders of all time to ever play the game. Jan Lasik coming on the show, and Jan had an absolutely amazing career uh, spanning 20 years at the next level, playing a handful of NHL games and having played from North America to the highest levels all the way over to Western Europe, uh, Eastern Europe and Russia, uh, and representing his country almost every single year of the next level's career, both in the Olympic Games as well as the World Championships. And he's won dozens of awards and a handful of championships and has recently gone on to coach for Team Slovakia. Uh, every year in different competitions, uh, including the Olympics. And ultimately, Yan is, is just a world-class guy. Loves giving back, loves the game. I know everyone's going to love this epi, so make sure to tune back next week. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast. And just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and, and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, neuro tracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month. And even if you don't win uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the, the future the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway, if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. 
And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you in two weeks.